welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Right, let's get into the word today because I really want to share with you this word. We've been looking at different gifts, haven't we? Okay, so we've looked at the gifts of the Spirit. We've looked at speaking in tongues, a fundamental gift from the Holy Spirit that enables many of the other things because it's just the way we come by God. If you don't use the gift of tongues, increase in that gift. It is one of the most simple ways that your whole walk with God can grow. It's just a simple, spend some time worshipping God. Speaking in tongues. Of course the enemy will tell and tell you it's rubbish and it doesn't make any difference. He hates that release. If you think about it, it's the Holy Spirit praying through you. It's the words of the Holy Spirit. We don't get in the way and mess things up. It's straight God. Wow. What is that going to accomplish? So be using that. We've looked at the gift of prophecy and the gifts of words of knowledge and words of wisdom because we need these gifts active again in the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sally says, come on, Pastor Ball, need to see some outpouring of music equipment for Seri for a uni course. Okay, well, that's a release of provision. We're coming to that in today's message. She really needs some digital interface stuff and a Nord 3 stage, uh, Nord stage 3 keyboard. Go for the good stuff, girl. Go for it. Well, we're releasing that to you. But Seri, I pray too that you just see that miraculous provision in Jesus' name. Everybody with me on that, eh? Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, let's, as I said, let's get into the word. Now, we've been looking at the list of gifts in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, and don't forget that the context Paul is outlining this is very much the body of Christ. But I also want you to see that these gifts are for everyone. So we'll look at something else, else that Paul has written. Let's just read it. And today I've got the truth edition because we read in the same scripture. It's always good to look it up in different translations. If you don't own different translations, just do Internet searches because you'll find there's some great sites that have all the different versions that you can use there. This is 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7. Every manifestation or gift doesn't matter. You can use both words of the spirit is given for the good of all those who meet together. Okay, so it's for the gathering, not just for those to be particularly blessed in themselves. God is always about community. Okay, the Spirit can give one word of wisdom to what to uh, can bring. I'll try putting the right teeth in for this morning. The Spirit can give one word of wisdom. To another, a word of knowledge that could only be revealed by that same Holy Spirit. God inspires a gift of faith in another, and he does this by the same Holy Spirit. Others receive a gift of healings, and we will come on to the gifts of healings another time. Now, your first reading of that passage, and indeed somebody read it in this way, could be, oh, someone's got this gift, someone's got this gift, someone's got this gift. And I want you to know that the reason Paul is writing that right now is he's going on to write what his whole theology about how the church is like the human body knit and connected together. And when we are gathered together, that is how the Lord works. He uses the gifts in 
in different people and sort of enhances them, if you like, or draws them out so that we are working together and as a body. But he's already made clear earlier on that the gifts are for everybody. And I think that's important that we realize we can all operate in these gifts. Everybody can have words of knowledge. Everybody can have words of wisdom. And everybody can certainly have what is called the gift of faith. This is the secret to operating in miraculous faith that sees the things you're asking for, like even keyboards. Hallelujah. Let's see. Deborah is saying, praise God, I have a bad back which affects my legs to struggle to walk and affects my foot and hip and pain all over. But as I was praying, I could feel the intense heat. I know I've received healing. Prayed the Lord. Struggle with an elbow, too hurt to move. I can now move pain-free. There was that specific word for the elbow. I thank you, Lord. I am so emotional in tears as I receive healing. Thank you, Lord. Well, Deborah, received complete healing for that bad back, which has been affecting your legs so that you can walk normally and the healing, complete healing in your foot and hip so that the pain is, you are, we declare pain-free over you in Jesus' name. Amen. And get back on here and say where you're at in that, because we won't stop praying until we see the manifestation, will we? But we're believing healed in Jesus' name. This is the power of the gift of faith. You know in your know and you know in your knower. Okay, but we can all have that. It's not just something you think, oh, I wish I was like. No, it's not like that at all. Right. What about everybody having this gift, which is where I was going? Okay, let's read. Still in that same letter to the 1 Corinthians, but he outlines, Paul outlines this in the first chapter. Okay, uh, because you live in Christ, says Paul, you have been blessed with all his heavenly riches. Okay, all his heavenly riches. He has blessed you in every conceivable way. God doesn't drip a bit here and drip a bit there. It's all for everyone. Uh, you know that all his riches are yours and you are able to speak his many blessings over your lives. This is possible because we all taught you about Christ was imparted to you when you believed in him. You don't get a part-time Jesus. You don't get a part-time Holy Spirit. You get full-time, full-on, 24-7 God. When we started that children's work and caused it, called it Jesus 24-7, we were looking and talking with the children, not only about us living for God every hour, every minute of the day, 24-7, living for Jesus, but actually Jesus is also for us 24-7. For this reason, for this reason that Christ has been imparted to you and you don't have a part-time God, you do not lack any of his spiritual gifts. There it is in black and white in this Bible. They are yours to enable you to persevere in faith as you look with eager expectation for our Lord Jesus to be revealed in his full majesty and glory. The gifts are yours to enable you to bring glory to God. He will keep you strong to the very end. How? Through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through operating in these gifts. So that on that glorious day, when you come before our Lord Jesus Christ, you will be without blame or guilt. God is faithful 
and able to do this because he has called you to live at one with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we're looking forward to that day we come before Jesus Christ, knowing that we have flown, uh, flown, I do mean flowed, that's the word, flowed in the Holy Spirit and seen the power of God and not restricted it by getting up ourselves, you know, getting so caught up in our own things and problems and issues and things we've been through to realize that Jesus has enabled us to overcome all these things. How do we overcome? We overcome by faith. How do we get faith? That's exactly what we're looking at today. Okay. Oh, come on. This is a good word. You say, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Well, how many of you watching this right now are saved? How many of you are Christians? How many of you believed? Well, that came to you as a gift. Let's read about it. This is Ephesians chapter 2. Okay, I'm going to read from, uh, let's see, verse 4. Because of his great love for us, let's always start with God, with he loves us. If what you're talking about, discussing, and you're having a, a theological thingy too, uh, and, and you remove love, you've removed God. Because God is love. God always comes from a position of love. When we're tempted to feel that God is cruel or God has inflicted this or done, remember God is love. And that's where we start. And this is because of his great love for us. God, who is rich in mercy. Okay? He's not like us. Our mercy runs out. Yeah? But God's mercy is rich. Yes, Brian, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. And as I preach the word of God to you today, faith is coming to you. Actually, Brian, though, I'm going even further than that. I'm going into the gift of faith. Oh, is there something different in that? Faith comes in different ways. We have faith in God. We, we You have to have faith. Don't forget. Remind me if I forget. I was going to tell you about this faith, that this gift that got you saved. But you've got faith that um, you, your faith in God, your, you could call it your doctrinal faith, what you believe about Jesus, and you live daily by faith. And that comes as you hear the word. But also there's another level that can come through hearing the word because that's what we're praying this morning, is this gift of faith. And a gift of faith is for specific situations. One specific situation is getting saved. So here we are again, back in here, rich with mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions, even when we were dead in our sins, separated in that sense from God. God is still on our sides. God is still working for us. God is not against people who are not yet saved. He is against sin. He's not against people. He loves people. It is by So made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions it is by grace that you have been saved what is grace grace is being given something you don't deserve it is the unmerited the undeserved favor of god coming to you and when we're not even christians there we don't deserve god's favor but still he wants to favor us what happened as we got saved by grace god raised us up in christ jesus and seated us with him in the heavenly realms there it is. It's written there. We are seated in heavenly realms in Christ. You think that's where we're sat spiritually. We are in heavenly places. How can we not receive the gift of God? We're sitting next to the Father. We're sat in the center of the throne. Why did he do this? 
in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. He wants people to see how he gives favour with no deserving word attached to it. He wants that to be seen. So he saved people like us lot that didn't deserve it so that people can see it quite clearly. Okay? God raised us up so that he might, we might see, or the world might see, the incomparable riches of his grace expressed to us in his kindness through Christ Jesus. For, for, it is by grace that you have been saved. Where did that grace come from then? Through faith. How? As I believed. Where did that faith come from before you even knew God? How could you have faith? This was not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. God gifted you with the faith to believe. You had to choose to use it. You could have chosen to walk away from it. Everybody can choose to refuse a gift. God gives us so many gifts, I think, that we think look pretty and leave them on a shelf or we don't even notice. Or even worse, we trash them because we don't think they're any good. It's a gift of God, salvation, grace, faith. It's not by works so that no one can boast. No one can boast about being a Christian. No one can say or feel superior because they're a Christian. In fact, if anything, we should uh, sort of be more wary of who we are and what we do than somebody that doesn't know God because we are without excuse, the Bible says. We have that revelation. For we are all God's masterpiece or God's poem created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance to do or for us to do. How are we going to do those good works in the same way by faith? But very often you need the gift of faith to see the fruit from those works. And that's really important because again and again, people don't use this gift of faith. They just try and, and, and work themselves up in it right they read scripture again and again they read the word they read the word out loud now that is good for generating faith but if we're not careful and we must do that if we're not careful it can be that we think we have got to do something okay even as we do that faith still comes from god as we hear the word but then this is extra level have you ever faced something that you just don't believe how do you operate in this miraculous faith how do, how do i do it you know i just don't feel like it i just don't i, I it's not for me I, i'm just i'm just i'm just i just live in scarborough you know you know it's like those yellow and black books they have all the different series of books uh, and they're always such and such for dummies well this is faith this morning this is faith for dummies okay we're all a bunch of dummies but we can all operate in miraculous faith uh Faith for dummies. So you've got this situation and we should be facing these kind of situations all the time if we're walking by faith and you know you don't believe. Very often the temptation is to pretend you believe. You know, what do you do? Oh, you just pretend. But inside you know. Mate, some, some just mellow. Just mellow out and pretend like nothing's happening. It's fine. It's okay. That's not the response of faith either. Some go into a frantic whirl around and around and panic maybe you're one of the ones i do this you feel guilty 
for not having faith. <laughs> the enemy loves to make us feel guilty. The devil comes in and says, yeah, you're supposed to be a Christian. You should believe then, shouldn't you? You know, Christian, God hasn't really accepted you. And this is the evidence of it. What a complete and utter lie. We can even get depressed that we've not got faith. What an evil twist of things that are good for us. Or others get angry. Maybe you get angry with yourself. Maybe you get angry with God. Maybe you get angry with your pastor. <laughs> Sally said, well, at least I'm a fearfully and wonderfully made dummy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being insulting, but we are, we're all fools before Christ, aren't we? But his wisdom is so above ours. But we can really understand this today, this miraculous faith. How do we get it? How do you get it? How do you get this then? What's the secret? Is there something? Let's make up a list of things to get it. This is the list. Ask God. That's it. You ask God for it. Why? This is where scripture says most have because they don't ask. That's James. He was writing. Most have because they don't ask. People forget we should be continuously asking for this gift of faith. And you think, well, I might have enough faith anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just ask. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you a specific word. Maybe that's how he'll do it. Speak a word of faith into your heart. Of course, this is closely linked to words of knowledge and words of wisdom. They also can ignite this gift of faith. <sighs> Hallelujah. The gift of faith simply means that you trust God. Not just a general, but the gift is for specific situations. And obviously this is why it's linked to all the things we've been talking about. It's also linked very much with healings and miracles can come very closely linked with this gift of faith. But most people don't operate in the gift of faith because they don't ask God. Or... I don't know how to put this. Let, let's put this in a not so gentle way. And, you know, you're supposed to forgive me. OK, but really, we're just looking at scripture. Some people think they're so specially different that God would break his word to not give them faith when they ask for it. They think, oh, no, God hasn't given me faith. So God has broken his word. Whatever you ask for in my name, specifically talking about receiving faith in the Holy Spirit, whatever you ask for in my name and I will give it to you. Or the illustration that Jesus gives us the father saying, well, if you ask the father, is he not a perfect father? How, how can he refuse something that he wants to give you anyway? But somehow it creeps in this deception, this this thing that I'm different. I haven't got it. And actually, it's pride. It feels like humility or it feels like other things. But really, it's pride. You're saying you know better than God. You you know that God is contradicting his word for you. Or, or maybe earlier I talked about his great love for us. It's amazing how many people think they're an exception to that. God so loved the world, except your name. Put it in there. No, don't put it in there. God's word is wrong. God so loved the world except me. And it's it's easy to see why we get into these positions. We get into these positions of things that we've been through, things that people have said over us, and things that we just feel or the emotional state we're in. And so we feel we what we're saying is, I know better than God because I'm an exception. 
and then just add in the enemy and it just gets even more and more complicated. I find myself regularly not believing. You say, oh, that doesn't sound good for the pastor. No, but that's why I have to ask for the gift of faith for that situation. When you lead an organization like Kingdom Faith Yorkshire, you get stretched in faith many times, believing for the salaries and the income for, for the different staff members to get paid when they've got houses and, and families. That's a stretch of faith that you've got the money for the for the £2,400 rent and services every month or whatever else, however else God works it out. There's got to be faith. Now, I don't bear that responsibility on my own, but I've still got to have faith. And the only way I can have faith by for stuff like that is to ask for the gift, gift of faith for this situation. Gift. Gifts meet situations. Gifts meet circumstances. You know? Here's, here's a story from the Old Testament of provision because you can ask for a gift of faith for financial provision or any other form of provision let's let's i'm just going to read this story and then we'll just look at it from a holy spirit point of view just to leave you with a different level of faith for this morning okay it's from two kings chapter four and it's called the widow's oil yes karina ask and you will receive that is the truth. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my, hus my, my husband, is dead, and you know how he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. What a horrendous situation. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing here at all, she said. All right, except a little oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbours for empty jars. Don't just ask for a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil in all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. Remember, she only had a little oil. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and said, he said to her, go sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons can live on what is left. Don't tell me God does not provide. Who's operating in the gift of faith here? Well, Elisha is and the widow is. She is, definitely. Let's, let's just go back through it. And as we, get back, as we just go through this story, let the word of God excite you. Excite you for the faith to be asking for the gifts of faith for different situations. Because as church is reset for what we're going into, where God is leading us, we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be being used. It's going to be essential or we won't be able to do what God has called us to do. So this woman is in great need. 
she goes to the prophet who says, how can I help you? Tell me what you have in your house. The thing is, you already have things in your house. God has been talking to us so much about households because what we have in our households is enough. Okay? And what we don't have, God will provide. So he says, what do you have in your house? And she says, I, I don't have anything at all except a little oil. That was all she had. Oil is often in the, in the, in the scriptures used to as a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you would feel like you've only got a little bit of the Holy Spirit. Well, let you tell me, let, let me tell you a little bit of the Holy Spirit is enough for creation. So a little bit of the Holy Spirit is going to be enough for whatever provision you need. Especially if we let that operate combined with the gift of faith. So, she could have not mentioned the oil thinking, what I have in my house is nothing. And we can so easily fall into the trap of thinking, in my household I don't have enough. I need more. I've got to get what I need, I need, I need. It's what we have, then what we offer, and then how God provides to go together with what we have. Elisha says, go round and ask all your neighbours for empty jars. Don't just ask for a few. Listen, when you're asking God for provision, don't just ask for a little bit. He's a God of abundance. He's a generous God. He is a kind God. What's the point in asking for a little bit? I mean, this isn't just about us praying for our personal provision, but it is also that the Father wants to give good things to you. He's a good Father. But also, we believe this for our whole household, our whole church community. We, we need to be doing this together even if we're doing it in our own homes, even in normal or what was normal circumstances, we're still believing when we're not physically together because we are together in the spirit. We're one mind, one spirit in one Lord. So we're believing together. We're asking for gifts of faith. So when we're asking for provision, it's not just, oh, can I just have enough? It is about having abundance. And if you think about it, if this woman had not stopped when she stopped, the oil would have kept pouring because it says that the oil only stopped when she ran out of jars. You know, I mean, she still had great faith. She only had a little bit of oil and she got all these jars and she starts to pour and she starts to pour and she starts to pour. I can tell you of Christian after Christian who will give you a testimony of they don't know how they how they have enough finances to do what happens. It's like you don't even notice the multiplication. You don't even you don't even see it. And that's how it should be. It just happens. God just enables you to have the things that you need. God gives you a business. God gives you a large house when you don't have any money because you're going to need a house for what he has for you next. He, he, he wants you to be in ministry in different ways and he provides before you even know it the, the experiences, the training, the equipping that you need. It all comes together. So often what you need is just there. You didn't know you needed it. It's just there. You needed some knowledge and you happened to watch something or read something that's just the right information for just the right time or you've got a, a piece of equipment that 
you needed, but you had already bought it just a while ago and you weren't even really sure why you'd bought it. It's amazing how God prepares ready. Don't hang back on the empty jars. Gather everything that you need and more and expect the oil just to keep on flowing. I mean, it also speaks of the Holy Spirit pouring into us. And with us, the jars are all full when we stop using the gifts and we stop ministering and we stop being good hosts. I mean, hosting, serving others is another gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we stop using these gifts, hospitality, it's another gift. When we stop using these gifts and believing and trusting that the Holy Spirit is flowing through us in these times, the jar's full. It doesn't need, the Holy Spirit doesn't need to flow anymore. And we have been restricted. Honestly, I believe we've been restricted as a community in what the Holy Spirit has done through us because we have neglected the gifts. Don't neglect the gifts, Paul says. Fan them into flame. Fan them into flame. So they keep pouring and pouring and pouring. How can we keep pouring and pouring and pouring? By doing the very things that God has given us to do. By working together as a body and as a community. To reach out into our community. To be good members of our local community. For Scarborough, if that's where you are, or Humminbee, or Thwing, or wherever you are in this country, Liverpool, that it would be a better place because you are there. Not because you are there, but because God is working through you there. Remember, we are God's masterpiece. We are God's poem. I like the word poem. Poema is the word in Greek. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. But we can only do the good works in the power of the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. How do you operate in the power of the Holy Spirit? By operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Even just the ones we've talked about already. Because God has prepared these, we read this earlier, in advance for you to do. There's so many things for you to do. You didn't get saved and, and, and the father turned to the son and said, oh my goodness. What are we going to do? Didn't expect that one. How are we going to find something for them? It's already there. It's already planned. It's already amazing. It's already going to be a gift both to the church community and to the neighborhood if we will trust God and if we will look to him and say, look to the future and not to the past. Don't be defined by everything that's happened to you before. Be defined by what Jesus has done for you and where he is taking you. Look to your future, not to your past. You can be a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist. You can be an apostle. You can be a servant. You can be a master of hospitality. You can see miracles flowing. You can see healings. You can see faith. Look to the things that are coming and realize it is that that defines you, not what you've been through, because this is not like the world. This is heaven. This is heavenly places. We are different to how the world thinks. Stop thinking like the world. Let yourself be cut off from it. Stop saying, well, this must be like this because this happened to me. You're cut off from that. You are new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Let's start believing these things and seeing freedom in reality, not just as an idea, not just as a concept. But the more we think in the old ways of the world, the more we will be defined by the world rather than being defined by the word. Whew! 
Right. Karina says, "Woo! Yes, come on. Absolutely. Thank you, Karina. Praise God. Um, and you know what? You can trust God for that provision, even when it seems impossible. Remember, I'm not talking about pretending. I'm not talking about putting your head in the sand and believing uh, when there's things that you need to do. You've, you've got to be listening to what the Father is saying to you. You remember Jesus said he operated in faith all the time. But he he still said, I only do what I see my Father doing. So we want to be in communication with God, don't we? And you know what? When you're believing for provision, do you know what the, what, the, what the enemy likes to do? He likes to come in and say, you should be worrying. It's irresponsible not to be worrying. What a lie. What a lie. It's not irresponsible not to worry. What good did anyone gain ever by worrying? Worrying affects our health mentally and physically. And yet our provision is all there. All the jars will be full. So this is it. Remember, faith for dummies. How do you get faith for specific situations? You ask for it. Father, release, release your gift of faith for this situation. And be honest with God when you don't believe. And don't be afraid to admit, I don't think I believe. Even to your friends. I, I'm not believing for this. Now, don't stick around in that. Don't wallow around in that. Don't see it as a great opportunity to get some prayer and sympathy. What a pointless thing is that? You know, if you're going to admit it, admit it so that you know you can get past it. Mm -hmm. The devil is a liar, said Karina. Absolutely. She also says, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. How many times has that come up in the chat during the thing? Jim's saying that is so, so true, Pastor Paul. Well, it's true because it is here in the word. So remember, everybody, the word actually tells us to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. So let's not miss faith out. It can be one that's overlooked because initially it's a little bit more nebulous, a little bit more ethereal than words of knowledge. It means I get words, wisdom, words of wisdom, prophecy. Well, we've talked all about that. It's still sort of more concrete speaking in tongues. It's there. Whereas faith is, oh, what's that? What's that? It is this absolute trust of God. It is an assurance from God. It is revelation from him to believe in a certain way, in a certain situation. And it is for you. And if you think it's not, you're disagreeing with the word. So why do we want to be in that position? Eh? I don't want to be in that position. Anyway, that's it. Praise God. Let's just, shall we, I'll tell you what, let's pray, shall we? Let's have a, a short time of ministry. Okay. I'll, uh, let, let, let's 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 put some music on again. Uh, it, it it can be it can be handy to have some music playing because let's just get a little bit of a focus on God. Okay, when the music begins, let's get a little bit of a, a focus back on God. So because the first thing we're all going to do, you are, you can pray it out where you are. We each need to do this for ourselves. Is I believe we should repent. You say, well, why are you wanting us all to repent? Let's repent of not operating in this gift or gifts of faith as much as we should be, or if ever, for some. 
That's okay. God wants us to do that. What What's repentance? Repentance is not feeling ever so, ever so sorry and humble. Repentance is saying, I am sorry, God. Forgive me. I want to start using this gift. So we can repent of that. It's not about being the super-duper, super-duper, magnificent, mighty Christian. It's just about a Christian that asks their father. It's about a child that asks their father for good gifts. And what father, what good father receives, uh, says, I won't give good gifts to my children. And if that's true of an earthly father, a good earthly father, how much more so is it true of your heavenly father? So let's just go into that and begin to, first of all, I'm not going to pray anything here, I don't think, because I don't want people to just copy me. Okay, I need to pray the prayer for myself. Uh, I'm going to mute the mic as I pray for myself because I think it's just this this needs to be between us and God. We're only going to take about a minute. It doesn't take long. You're not going to wail around on the floor. Thank goodness for that, says everybody else in your household. We just need to say, I'm sorry, God, and then just be led by the Holy Spirit into asking, asking God to be operating in this gift again. Okay, everybody got that? Cool. Let's do that then. Father, I thank you that you have been listening to the prayers of your people right now. And Father, we've already seen this morning in this broadcast people receiving healing. And Father, I thank you that as gifts of faith are released amongst the body now, in Jesus' name, we will see the release of financial provision, we will see the release of healings, we will see the release of miracles all kinds of ways that God works in your life is changing right now. Father, release that gift for that financial provision. Release that gift to see healing. Release that gift to see peace and freedom from anxiety. Thank you, Jesus. And where you are right now, Ask God to release you to be praying for gifts of faith again and again and again and again. Don't just think it's for all, oh, only when it's super special. Ask God for release in things again and again and again. Remember, a gift of faith releases you faith in you for specific situations. So you can't really ask for a gift of faith just to bless Auntie Pam. 
you need well I suppose that is fairly specific but you get what I mean ask for specific healings specific provision not necessarily specifying the exact level but expecting the jars to be completely and utterly full and that you just keep getting more and more jars in your household and that you just keep giving out so that they constantly need refilling constantly need topping up hallelujah thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank you, everybody. It's uh, it's been great to be here with you today. Um, it's been, uh, I think, God has really been speaking to people out there by His grace. I believe there's people been released in this gift today because you asked. Faith for dummies, just ask. And uh, so, have an awesome week. Let's start to share some stories about what you've prayed for and what you are receiving. Not just here in the chat, though. That's great now. You, there'll be a few bit. The chat will run for a little while. Maybe you'll come along to Hub Online after this. We go on to Zoom and you can join in with that and perhaps talk about things. But also during this week, as we begin to see more evidence of the gift of faith being released in people's lives, there will be more and more answers to prayer. There'll be more and more situations that are being changed, more and more healings released, not just from church leaders, but amongst the whole body. This is exciting times, exciting times, as we see these things released fully back into the church of God. Things we know about, things that got released in the 1970s and the 1980s, and they're always there, they haven't gone away, but now they have, they've, they've, fallen to a lower level and God is bringing it back and we are privileged to be part of that isn't that amazing we are privileged to be part of that fantastic thank you Jesus thank you Jesus awesome so let's share those testimonies let's share those things you we we've got the Q&A on Tuesday maybe that'll be somewhere you can pop along and share your stories even stories of where you've seen gifts of faith in operation before if you've got a particularly great story and you'd like to actually be on the broadcast you know one of the people then you, you need to get in touch with me quite quickly because it's only tuesday and we need to set you up but you could possibly even be on the actual broadcast with me as one of the people i know that can be a little bit scary the thought of it but it'd be great to have you there we'll look after you um it's just good to hear stories isn't it of faith in operation we mustn't be reluctant to share the stories because people are saved by the blood of the lamb and the word of our stories our narratives our testimony so it's essential that we do that that was biblical in case you're wondering it's at the end of the book of revelation so let's be doing that and just after this broadcast of course you can also watch uh, the latest video from J247 that should be up here on Light to North channel. And also you can watch the latest Ignite video. So they are there for your uh, teenagers and children for you to access, for you to keep in touch and have a look at them uh, and learn from them. But most of all, just keep in touch and keep safe and walk in God's blessing. Okay, everybody. See you in the week, I hope. God bless.
Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.